Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Oh, no Sats. Sats on holidays. Jason here with uh, Badge tonight. This is a big one Badge has pulled off. We're catching up with all the coaches uh, over the preseason. See how plans are going. No, no, I didn't Badge. let you know. What? No, we couldn't get Mal. We've had to, oh, <laughs> we've wow. had to get Rick. I'd like to hear the reaction to that, actually, <laughs> if, if we could, Rick. What a sledge straight up. Just, mate, more respect. This oh, is the... Always. Sorry, always Rick. been second fiddle to Mal, mate. Always <laughs> been second fiddle to Mal. This is the 1993 <laughs> Dally M medalist you're talking to here, He did a lot more than that in the game. He uh, did plenty. You're Raiders, getting, uh, you're getting trouble nowadays for those sledges. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Raiders coach and great mate and former teammate of Gary Belcher's, Ricky Stewart, joining us on Sports Day. How are you, Rick? Good, Jason. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good. Uh, how are you enjoying? Are you and the teammate and your players enjoying those lovely, balmy Januaries in Canberra at the moment? Mate, it's hot at the moment. It's uh, up around mid to high 30s, and it's, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, it's at dry heat, and it's, it's tough on the players at the moment, but we've got two uh, two very hot games, uh, come rounds one and two up in Townsville and then Redcliffe, so uh, it'll give us a little bit of... Um, little bit of that uncomfortable feeling in regards to the heat but it's um it's you know we're, we're used to it here in Canberra at this time of the year mm. and and just um you know not that long ago your players got back from uh from the world cup uh, you, do you do you get a little bit of I don't, I don't get jealous about not being there but I wish I could be over there not certainly not as a player but how do you feel as a as a, a coach about your players going and you not being involved Oh, look! I'm 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 really proud of the fact that they are uh, they can come back and uh, say that they've been on a tour. You know, it's as close as you'll get to a kangaroo tour um, from an Australian point of view, and also the boys that are involved in the other countries. It's as close as a kangaroo tour, and we know how good those kangaroo tours were—the British Line tours and um, you know the of the days we played badge. But you know the 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 World Cup. I know the Kiwi boys. Um, I know that the uh, I mean all of the boys that I had majority was with uh, Samoa Kiwis and um, uh, Australia and they loved it um, I had a couple of other boys with Lebanon and uh, Fiji and and it was they, they, they came back and I can one thing I can say the younger blokes came back as better players uh, mm. mixing with small senior players and learning the experience of what the senior players or how those those elite players uh, prepare and train. Yeah, it, it does amazing things for your confidence, Rick. And I remember your uh, your first kangaroo tour in 1990, um, which I'm sure you still get reminded about that famous um, that famous second test of everywhere you go, wouldn't you? Yeah, I you know, I love it myself, uh, Badge, because it was you know, just one of those moments that you. It's always the, the, the moment that um, you regret and it's always nice to have those moments that you remember. And, um, having having that opportunity with you guys uh, when I actually was in that position with the intercept pass that I threw, put it, you know, having a, a hand in uh, getting the um, the next try to win the game was, uh, 
you know, something that I'll never ever forget. But, you know, I, I said to Jack White and when he came back that uh, I'm just so proud of him and happy for him. The fact that he uh, he now can say that he's been on one of these tours and it's a, um, a World Cup tour and, and he won it, you know, mm. lifting the lifting the trophy is something that he'll never forget. And he had his family there and um, talking to his wife, and or not his wife, but his partner and the kids on Saturday after training. Um, there's just moments there as a family they won't uh, they won't ever forget. So you know they're the moments you they're the moments you love and um, you work hard for. Yeah, and I know Mal got the families involved a lot more. That well, certainly then when we were playing, um, it, you you get a sense from your players that uh, they they love that that extra aspect to it because it was oh actually 1986 that partners were actually banned from coming to our hotel. That was a rule, an unofficial rule. It's sort of changed over the years, but now they're um, they're heavily involved, aren't they? Families. Yeah, absolutely, and and the and the players want it. Um, I think it's important for them because it's uh, it makes them comfortable away from the game and away from training. So, you know, it's it's definitely changed, and it should change like that over the years. And it's something that uh, um, it's not new now. It's just we're we're accustomed to it. It's something that you make sure you promote. And yeah. We had the same thing on Saturday after training. We had all our wives, partners, children come to training for a brunch and um, just to catch up and get together because we've got a few new players, new partners, so they uh, all get the opportunity to meet each other. Badge, how disappointed were you in 86 that wives were banned from your hotel? Be uh, honest. My wife, she actually didn't go over oh, to, to terrific. England. Terrific, yeah. But there was a, <laughs> uh, a teammate of mine who actually booked his wife into a room in the same hotel as us. What? Snuck her in. She was there for a week or two, and his roommate kept sort of going, where is this bloke? He's disappearing every night. <laughs> anyway, no mentions, but yeah, he was my roommate, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> <the time. laughs> he, he wouldn't have paid for his own room. No, exactly. I don't know. He must have got some sort of special deal. Unbelievable. <laughs> hey, um, hey, hey, Rick, you, you we, actually, well, last night we were talking about great Australian coaches because uh, Eddie Jones back into the fold with the, the Wallabies. We've got people who tell us coaches in any sport – um, and of course, you coached Australia. I tried to push your name, but the boys wouldn't have oh, a lot to do with on, it. Well, come on, How do you look back at your time coaching Australia? Oh, I really enjoyed it. It was a um, probably the early part of my career that uh, I was coaching NRL. Um, I think it was about this, I was about six years in and coaching South Wales and into Australia. It was look, I enjoyed it. It was probably the most memorable game for coaching Australia for me it was apart from getting sacked uh, <laughs> it was, a, it was the, um, the the game that was it the bicentennial game the um, bicentennial game and it was a, the night we wore the um, um, our traditional jumper uh, the heritage jumper um, and we we played against New Zealand and it was the night that Jack Gibson passed away and we played at the SCG it was so uh, it was a very very memorable moment and something that um you know, it's uh, I'm, I'm I'm big on keepsake, and you now I've still got the jumper signed signed jumper by the boys and photos of that game. It was something very special. Hey Rick, how much has coaching changed since then to how it is now? I mean, I hope you don't mind us saying off air. You see, you've got a couple of the boys coming around tonight with partners. It's changed a lot, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It's it's very different. Uh, that was just something I was talking to Mel about on um, during the week um, when you're coaching at. NRL level and also uh, international or origin level, it is very different. I mean, origin is so much different to coaching Australia when you're on tour. 
Um, and both those both those positions are very different in coaching an NRL club. Um, I've had the um, I've been very fortunate to coach at those three levels, and this, being on tour uh, for a World Cup, being in an Origin series, and then being at the at the coalface for uh, what thirty odd weeks of the year, or well, and that's only the competition outside preparation. All three of them have completely different uh, dynamics, and from an origin point of view where you know there's there's no strategy there's no there's no game plan that's going to win a game against um, another football team that's, you know that owns probably 17 of the best football players out of the best 34 to 40 in the world um, there's no game plan that wins it it comes back down to heart and desire courage it comes back down to your commitment to the jumper and your mate and, and that's what you build it on and it comes back down to talent and and, and you know, it's uh, with Australia when you're on tour. It's about keeping people happy and upbeat. It's about making sure that they're getting to the sideline because they are talented players. And then uh, at an NRL level, completely different again. It's it's the welfare of the player. You manage them day to day, and uh, moods, emotions change daily to um, making sure that players are uh, comfortable. And and then you've got to make sure that they're ready to play a game of football each week. And it's a very arduous task coaching at an NRL level because it's on 24 hours a day and whether you're at home whether you're at work um, you're thinking football as a coach mm. and and of course you've you've still got that desire to do it no doubt at all reckon you have to what do you, what do you thought and a bloke who had a massive influence on you I saw it firsthand as um, you know as, as a player when when you came to the Raiders and Tim Sheens was um, the knowledge that he imparted to you, and I think you fed off each other a lot. What do you think about him coming back to coach the Tigers? You, is he um, is the right man for the job? Look, Badge, I think they needed they needed to settle the uh, settle this side noise. And and Sheens, you know, Sheens is like mate. He's had great influence over both of us, and he he don't give us stuff what people say from an outside point of view. And they needed someone to settle the ship there. They needed an experienced person because they got. Uh, they've got an inexperienced administration. They've got inexperienced um, uh, coaches around the uh, the fold now. So yeah, they they need someone there with a bit of direction and somebody who can give them some some opinion and answers on through experience. So mm. I think he'll be good there for a couple of years. For if they are going to bring through Robbie and uh, Benji, uh, he he will be extremely good for them. And today it's probably something you talk about with the coaching. Um, today, and it's something I was just talking to Mal about, you know, as a head coach, whether it's international um, and, and especially at NRL level, you have to delegate a lot of the work. You, 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 if you think you can do it all yourself, you can't, and you won't do the, you, you won't do the job right. I, I give my assistant coaches a hell of a lot of responsibility. Some can handle it and some can't. Some do a good job, some do a better job. But it is so important to get the dynamics and the balance right because they have such an influence on the football team. And I've been here for 10 years now. And if it was my voice, just my voice all day, every day, which I get sick of, um, I, I wouldn't last this. I wouldn't have longevity at the club. So I have to be smart in how I handle um, the dynamics. And I keep saying the dynamics because it's important to understand that having that balance is really important in regards to trusting and uh, sharing the responsibility of uh, getting a player up to play, teaching a player, developing players. And you know, it's not just the 30-odd the in your group. You've got probably a close 45, 50 players you've got your eye on in regards to development and also playing that weekend. Mm. 
And I can attest to that. You know, I went to training a couple, a couple of years ago, Stick, and I'd, I said something to you about defence and uh, pattern or whatever, and you went, oh, no, that's his job. And you pointed to one of your assistant coaches, and I thought, hang on. Yeah, that's I, I just yeah. I just didn't expect it, but uh, as you said, you've got to give them that responsibility. One thing you can't pass the buck on as a head coach is uh, the the flack you're going to cop when th- when times are tough, and you've got to have thick skin. Um, no, that's as, where I prefer to be the assistant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you handle all that yeah. stuff, Ricky? You're better at it now. No, I'll, I'll never be better at it because I see it. I take it personally. Mm. Um, one one it. It depends on who's throwing the flak or the criticism uh, badge. If it's from, uh, you know, social media and all that bullshit, I, that really doesn't hurt me. You know, but if it was somebody who is making it personal that you know, yeah, I'll take them on. And that's just in my nature. That's just me. And that'll, that'll never change, unfortunately. And I don't want it to because mm. that's that's the Ricky Stewart that I know and I, I want to be. But, you know, and that's protecting players and protecting myself. Um, and, and protecting my club. But, you know, go, going back to the assistant coaches, you've still got to, you know, and I've got to cop the flack if we get beaten because it's the way I want to play the game. Now, if the assistant coaches come to me and say, oh, I've got a better way to defend, or I've got a better way to attack, uh, I'll go that way. If they can prove it to me 100%, I'll, I'll let them take, uh, take charge fully in regards to if they've got a better idea or a better um, uh, strategy or plan. It's... Um, it's, I've got definitely got no ego there in regards to who wants to um, take the joy of winning a game of football. Or, or, I mean, there's been many times I've walked into a press conference and I said, "No, that wasn't that wasn't my idea there. That wasn't my play. Or that wasn't my plan. That was one of my assistants." So I love sharing the um, <laughs> sharing the, the joy the of flag. the joy of winning a game. Of footy. <laughs> no, no, no. Sharing the joy of oh, winning yeah, a game yeah. of footy if if, they, if they've had an input into it and a contribution where I might have. In a press conference, for example, they said that was great coaching in regards to a certain aspect of the game. I say, yeah, that was Billy Smith, for example. Mm. Mm. Better than me. I'd, I'd take all <coughs> the maps I can get. You do it every day hey, here. Yeah. Now, what about you players? For all those years I played with you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do much on the field. I had. To... Thanks for listening to the podcast, and don't forget you can listen to Sports Day every day from Monday to Thursday, six pm or five pm Queensland time.